Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up, we have stories about wild accusations over cake, wedding dress drama, petty revenge texts, family money dilemmas, unwelcome dogs, nepotism gone wrong, and of course, cake stories and spicy stories. Am I the astronaut for yelling at my sister-in-law for not eating cake at my wedding? I, 26 female, just got married to the love of my life, 32 male, in December. He proposed in the summer of 2022, but we decided to hold off on the wedding due to some personal reasons. I have never gotten along with my sister-in-law, 25 female. She's always trying to put me down and is overall not the kindest. I met my husband through her when I was 20, and she's been kind of distant since then. While she and I were friends, I shared a lot about my insecurities. I used to be 300 pounds and was very insecure about it. I went on a weight loss journey, but she always felt the need to compete with me. If I worked out for an hour, she worked out for two. If I chose something healthy on the menu, she would laugh at me. Despite us drifting apart, this hasn't really gone away. I have lost some weight and I am at a healthy weight now. It's important to note that I only lost weight for health reasons and not for appearance reasons. Despite this, I think losing weight has made men more attracted to me. Not that this is important. I am now thinner than she is. She's chubby, but not fat like I was. Of course, she was at my wedding. She was a bridesmaid, and she and I were actually getting along well, and there were no issues. She was actually super supportive during the whole process. The ceremony was gorgeous, and I wouldn't hesitate to call it the best day of my life. During the reception, the cake came out and everyone was having it, and I noticed that she wasn't. I could see her eyeing me as I ate the cake. I had two slices, and by the time I was on my second slice, I could feel her eyes. I felt like she was judging me for eating cake after my weight loss. I think she is jealous because I was able to lose weight and she wasn't. I was tipsy and decided to confront her. I asked her what her problem was and why she wasn't eating the cake. She seemed offended but didn't say anything. This upset me more and I lost it. I told her she thinks she's a good person when she's really not. I also accused her of being in love with my husband. She left in tears and the rest of the night was tainted from the interaction. My maid of honor texted me and told me I overreacted and some other guests shared her sentiment. I haven't apologized, but have been thinking about it since my mother-in-law cut off me and my husband. My husband agrees she's probably in love with him and I should just leave it alone. Huh. Edit. I want to give more context on our friendship. When I was bigger than her, she would make remarks about me being the cow of the friend group. When I started my weight loss, she made fun of me for it. Now that I'm thinner than her, I think she's jealous that I'm able to eat cake now. Uh, confusion. Um, is it, it, 
It's her brother? Wait. Huh? Okay, hold up. It is sister-in-law. Yeah. Um, okay. But it kind of came from left field, the whole, I think, um, I, I think you're in love with my husband thing. Like, like she came up with that idea when she was tipsy at her own wedding, but then hubby agreed and said, yeah, she probably is. So, so what now? There are, there are two separate issues that, that I feel like is a byproduct of, of whatever other bullshit is going on. I think the main issue there is, is yeah, she's, she's probably got her, her own health struggles and you've seen some success there. Uh, and maybe she's tried twice as hard and hasn't seen the kind of re- results that you've had. And that's got to be frustrating for her. And because of that, she is just hyper judgy about everything. Let's, let's ignore the whole in love with her brother thing for a second, because that could just be a, could just be a, a weird part of this thing. The main issue here is that she had this friend. The friend is having her own struggles, but, but appreciated in the beginning that she had someone that she felt was less than her, that she could, that she could use as the Dobby of the group. Um, and then OP's not that anymore. And this friend has been hypercritical of everything. So that's, it's not okay. Even if she didn't say anything, giving her the side eyes while she's eating her own damn wedding cake, like it, Maybe, maybe OP, you know, getting, getting tipsy at her own wedding and being like, bish, what's your problem? Why ain't you eating the cake and getting into, uh, getting into a little tiff there at her own wedding might not have been the play, but it doesn't matter. You've got a fractured friendship. Um, if there is some kind of weird relationship thing going on the side, it just makes it complicated. So just, it, it comes back to the whole proximity thing, right? If you've got somebody in close proximity with you, who's willing to do damage, they don't get to enjoy that proximity anymore. So, um, increase the distance, remove the proximity and don't allow them to do harm to you. But this, uh, feels like a, it's a lot. It's a lot. So the question here is, am I the asking off for yelling at my sister-in-law for not eating cake at my wedding? Um, God, I don't know, man. What's a, it does kind of feel like an everyone sucks here, doesn't it? It's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on with all parties. Everybody's hypersensitive about things and just getting, getting, uh, getting all worked up. So yes, we're going to go here. We're going to go to an everyone sucks here. Definitely could have been handled differently. It's just weird. It's a weird situation, right? It's a weird situation. This is a follower submitted cake story and is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Giving My Nephew Cupcakes? Hey, Dusty Candy and the Thunder Crew. I love watching your videos and I hope you can offer some advice on a family disagreement we are having. I, 28 male, have one sister, 34 female, and she has a son, B, who just turned six. My sister has always been a bit on the bougie side and loves to create Instagram-worthy moments when it comes to parties and family gatherings, including B's birthday parties. They are always very elaborate and have fancy food, decorations, and desserts. Let's put it this way. Just by looking at the decorations and party setup, you wouldn't know that it was for a child. Is this like the beige aesthetic kind of thing? There are never any fun kid things like bounce houses, superhero-themed decorations, or good cheap sugary snacks. It always looks like this party is being thrown by a Kardashian. But hey, the photos on Insta are great. Leading up to B's birthday, he was talking about how much he loves the Marvel superheroes and really wanted a Marvel party. Of course, my sister wasn't having it. I could see how disappointed B was, so I decided to do something about it. 
Fast forward to the day of the party, I showed up at my sister's house as predicted. It looked like a Grammy's after party and not like a six-year-old's birthday. I found B sitting over by himself playing with some of his toys. I felt so bad that he wasn't having any fun, so I went ahead and gave him one of his presents. He opened it up and his eyes lit up. It was a dozen Marvel-themed cupcakes with red and blue icing and those cheap plastic rings on them. He was so excited. He asked me if he could eat one, and of course, being the funkle that I am... Who am I to say no? He chowed down on the cupcake, and I went back to mingling. Then suddenly I heard, OMG, what did you eat? B had gone over to his mom, and he now had red and blue icing all over his face and his all-white outfit. Who puts an all-white outfit on a six-year-old? That's just asking for trouble. My sister was furious. I feel like I saw steam shoot out of her ears when B pointed at me. She asked where he got those. Thanks for throwing me under the bus, kid. She went off on me telling me how I ruined his outfit, screwed up the whole party, and how disrespectful I was for bringing cupcakes to the party that weren't on theme. I was trying to hold back laughter and just nodded and apologized. My mom and dad were also piling on and saying that I shouldn't have brought them. I felt bad for the kid and brought him cupcakes that I knew he would like. Does that make me a good uncle? I think so. Does that make me an asshole? My family seems to think so. My sister hasn't talked to me since, and my mom has made several comments about it and how I need to beg for forgiveness. What should I do? Am I the Ascanaut in this situation? Okay. Um, I think we're all seeing it from, from his perspective where he's focusing on the six-year-old kid, right? If Now, obviously, there's some unrealistic expectations on mom's part here where she isn't focused on doing a party that he would like. She's focused on the aesthetic focused on the Insta post that is not fair to the kid. That's not the right thing to do, blah, blah, blah. But if you're throwing a party and one of your family members shows up um, and knowingly thwarts your plan, you'd probably be pretty upset about it. Not that it's the right thing to do. Not that, not that I can't imagine us ever doing this kind of thing. Like it's a recipe for disaster. First of all, if you want to have a separate bougie photo shoot session, do that before the party and then have the real party, right? I think that there's probably this misconception on her part that that this is how people actually live. The people who do actually live like that are probably really miserable. But there is like there is an insta side of of life where you see all these staged things in the all white outfits for a six year old's birthday party. And then there's the real life that happens after the photo shoot happens. In my opinion here and in so many of ours here on uh on chat, it is an NTA situation. Like you did something that made the kid happy and the kid deserved to be happy on his own gosh heckin' birthday. So what the hell? Um, giving her a heads up wouldn't have done any good. I was about to say it, w- it would have been preferable to let her know like, hey, I'm doing this because uh, because I want him to actually enjoy his birthday party. But she would have prevented that from happening. She would have been like, oh, no, 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 no. Just thrown away or done something to get them out of the way. So there's no way that OP here could have approached uh approached his sister was that right could have approached the kid's mom and still been able to make the kid happy she would have she would have been the gatekeeper to happiness then sucks so and yeah it was a present good point leslie the cupcakes were a present was mom gonna take is mom gonna take his present away surely not right
Am I the astronaut for refusing to let my stepdaughter use my daughter's wedding dress? I'll try my best to explain the situation and make sure to present both sides. I, female 49, met my stepdaughter Zoe two and a half years ago. I married her father less than five months ago. It was a small and private celebration since that's what we felt was the best thing to do since I'm still grieving my daughter Lauren who passed away from sepsis at the age of 26. Damn. It was so sudden. She was doing okay and was getting ready for her wedding that was supposed to happen the same month she passed away. We still don't know what went wrong. We were devastated, to say the least. Her fiancé had a hard time adapting to the new normal. I still have contact with him. We're very close. I took most of her belongings, including her wedding dress. We bought it together, and she put a lot of her touches on it. We worked hard on it. Although it hurts to look at it, I make sure it's safe. Zoe's younger than Lauren. She's 23. We're not very close and distance is one of the reasons why, but we're very respectful towards each other. The issue started when Zoe visited to talk about her wedding in April. We were talking about wedding dresses and she suddenly brought up Lauren's wedding dress. I asked her what about it and she said she saw it several times and it got stuck on her mind. She asked if she could see it and I let her. She then said she'd like to wear it at her wedding. I felt uneasy. I told her I wasn't sure that was a good idea. She told me it was fine and she'd have to change a few things in it so it could fit her size and style, but this is why I had a hard time accepting it. I told her I was sorry, but I can't let her have it. She offered me money, but its sentimental value is what matters to me. She argued, saying that I was making things complicated and it was all right since she too is my daughter. She asked if I didn't love her as much. I told her that my love for her is different, but she threw a fit calling me unfair and unreasonable to still say no. Her dad got involved in the argument saying he doesn't see why I'm against it. Oh, you dumbass. You dumbass. Okay. Uh, you get a red flag for that. You get a brozo for that. You get more. There's more coming, pops. But we'll just start there. I declined to discuss it anymore, but they kept bringing it up, asking if my daughter would have wanted someone else to have the opportunity to wear this dress since she unfortunately couldn't. I'm giving you a red flag for that, too. Don't don't you dare invoke the deceased daughter's name and talk about her wishes like like, you know. This made me so mad I lashed out at both of them and kept saying no. Others said I had no right to act like that, leaving the dress in a closet when my stepdaughter can make good memories with it, but she said she's planning on changing its look. Okay, end of story. I don't give a shit if she's talking about changing the dress or not. The inevitability of her changing the dress makes it a hard no, right? I think it was a soft no before then when she talked about, oh, I'll just have to change some things. Then it's a hard no. Mm -mm. Nope. In my mind here, this is one of the last tangible memories that OP has with her daughter, who has now passed. And asking to use it in the first place requires gigantic, really hairy cojones. Asking to use it and change it is just asinine. And then when you get a no to continue arguing about it is just flat out disrespectful to op and to her daughter's memory right like when you get a no take the no graciously this is a really sad instance of somebody not being able to handle not getting their way which gives me more red flags here for dad because dad is obviously one of the major reasons why she can't handle being told no 
Obviously, she was raised in an environment where she wasn't told no, and she's not handling this one really freaking well. And when she did get told no, dad comes in and he's like, hey, well, boy, just tell her yes. <sighs> same things go. Same thing goes for you, dad. It's a soft no that took some balls. And then when you're talking about changing it, it's just disrespectful. You get the no. You couldn't graciously just accept that no. You kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Now you're both on the shit list. The fact that you went against your wife's wishes when it came to your daughter, her daughter's memories, it's unforgivable. In my in my view, this is unforgivable. You just got shown that uh, they were willing to use your daughter's memory against you as a weapon. They weaponized your deceased daughter's memory against you. Both gone. That's it. Don't bother inviting me to that damn wedding. Also, it's been five months. I don't know if that's that's too long of a time to get your shit annulled, but there are severe problems here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give dad the Ascon one award here because it is. I can't imagine having so little respect for someone to do this. Dad and his daughter both ask on one. Dad also gets the Brozo award again. You know what they both get to? Just piling it on here. They get the trifecta. They're going to get this. They get the indecent human being award. They are disapproved for the DFHB glove. This is not how you handle the situation. And what I expected to happen here was for daughter to come in, uh, throwing a fit about being told no, and dad to be like, hey, shut your shit down. But no, he just made it a hundred times worse. OP, NTA. The, I got to go back to look at the original question here. The question was, am I the astronaut for refusing to let my stepdaughter use my daughter's wedding dress? Hell no. Hell no. And you've got a couple toxic people in your life that need to get out of your life real freaking quick. Real quick. It's not okay. And if you're thinking about doing something like this to somebody, don't. Just don't. Here is a follower submitted spicy story. When I started my first job, I was male 16 and Voldemort, not her real name, he he, was female 25, but she behaved as if she was younger than me. She was on the same level as me job wise, but she has always acted as if she had authority over me and all of the other employees. Word around the building was that she had worn down management so badly over the years she worked there before that they just let her do as she pleased. Over the next couple of years, her behavior got worse and worse, but reached a new height when her store manager decided to leave. The new manager wasn't used to Voldemort's behavior like the old one was. So when she tried to act up, he didn't really stand for it. He began changing things here and there in small ways and decided to hire a couple of new managers to help him. I was promoted as a manager, and so was she. Well, that sounds dangerous, Voldemort was promoted about two weeks before I was, but when she heard the new manager was considering promoting me, she lost her mind. She finally had authority to tell me what to do, and she didn't want to lose that. So Voldemort went behind the store manager's back and started contacting old employees and friends of hers to see if they would take the position that I was up for, and even set up a couple of interviews. When the store manager discovered that she had done this, he was livid. He made it very clear that she was not in a position to be doing these types of things, and repercussions were guaranteed if she acted this way again. I got my promotion. She got her pride hurt. But this just fueled her rage. 
Voldemort would constantly try to tell me what to do and constantly needed to be reminded that she was my equal. She consistently plotted how to get me fired. Though my manager could always see right through her, she always treated the employees, many of whom were extremely kind people and hard workers, as grunts to be ordered around. She spoke to them awfully. A lot of the time, our store manager would assign Voldemort with projects for the day, which she would shove onto the employees and then take credit for them the next day. There had been multiple times where she accused me of stealing money from the register, and coincidentally, we found the money under a book in the office or placed in my locker. She slipped up and forgot the cash office is monitored, but it was never a large amount of money, and this still didn't get her fired. Things came to a head one day when I overheard Voldemort having a conversation with one of the employees. Voldemort and I had gotten into a disagreement earlier that week because I had allowed an employee to go to lunch early when he felt sick. She reprimanded him, even though I told her that if anyone should be reprimanded, it's me since I gave him permission. The store manager stated he thought I'd done nothing wrong and told Voldemort to drop it. She was getting on to him for taking a lunch early. He promised her it wouldn't happen again. She told him, maybe you need to start taking longer lunches since you look like you like food so much. I want you to clock out for longer. That's a shitty thing to say. To which the employee replied, that's really okay. I need the hours. Voldemort responded with, oh no, you need to get your food in. I can tell. Wouldn't want you losing any of your weight. This is a really terrible person. It's not just a bad manager. This is a terrible person. At this point, it was clear she was trying to make fun of the employee's appearance. I had also begun recording their conversation. I pulled the employee aside later and asked him if he felt comfortable with what she said. To no surprise, he was extremely uncomfortable with it, and it was hardly the first time she said something like that to him. So I went to our manager and showed him the recording. And what I found was that he had begun building a case against her. An entire folder full of reports on reports of her belittling employees, making fun of employees, directly disobeying, you name it. Dozens of reports. I barely knew the tip of the iceberg. This last incident was going to be the nail in the coffin to get Voldemort out of here. The next day, the store manager's cabinet had been opened, and many of the papers and reports were gone. She must have heard us talking because she went through the drawer and took the reports. Thankfully, the store manager had a camera in his office that he had installed recently before that, so that was it for her, plus the audio recording. She had an absolute meltdown when the manager had a conversation with her. She knocked over a shelf on the way out that day. Now we have a rule at the workplace that you can't say her name or she'll appear. Hopefully, you never have to deal with a Voldemort too. I don't think I'm the asshole in any of this. She was a gremlin. But what's your take, Dusty? Well, hell no, you're not the asshole for doing any of this stuff. This is, um, man, we talk a lot about there are people who rise by lifting others and there are people who just shove other people down and try to climb on their backs. And this is one of those people who it it comes from a place of just no self-worth. This is self-loathing that is just projected out onto everybody else. And she wants everybody to feel as shitty as she feels all the time. Right. So it is not. It's not even like a singled out thing. It is, I want everyone to feel like garbage because I feel like garbage. And does her best to try to make that happen all day, every day. I think that OP here, when being elevated to the same managerial level, and and of course, I'm thinking, why the hell would you you promote this, this Voldemort lady to a manager level? But then I get it. I think it's one of the only moves in this chess game that actually existed. I think it was the only move where those actions could be a, an, an immediate 
like a hell no, not just a no, no, but a hell no. Uh, I think that was the only move to, to actually build the case like they, like they wanted to build here, which is just, it's terrible. Yeah. We did an NTA for you here, OP. And of course this, uh, Voldemort manager of yours is straight up shite person. Just it. That's absolute shite. That is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This one is titled, Insist on repeatedly texting the wrong number, eventually you won't like my response. Texting the wrong number, it happens. It's not really a big deal normally. Usually I just ignore it if I think it's spam or politely text back to let them know that they have the wrong number. For some reason, there was this one person who repeated this every vacation holiday they took over the course of about 12 to 18 months. It was about five times total and always in the middle of the night for me. Texts were always asking how their horse was. Each time I would respond and say it was the wrong number. Each time the person would write back and apologize, saying that the place where they had boarded their horse had a one-digit difference, hence the mistake. Again, I get that it happens, but after twice, wouldn't you just program the correct number into your phone? When it happened a fourth time, I politely texted back asking if they were ever planning on actually programming the correct number into their phone. They replied saying yes, they would do that immediately. I was about to block the number, but as I decided to wait and have some fun if they texted again, predictably, a few months later, they did. Stranger. Hi, just checking to see how my horse is doing. I hope he's okay. Me. Unfortunately, he's not doing well. I tried calling in the large animal vet, but they said he's not going to make it. We're about to take him out to the back 40 and take care of him, old yeller style. Let me know if you want the body whole or cremated. Alternatively, we can process it and save the meat for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wow. Uh full bore there, huh? Just just went for it. Just a hundred percent. Um <laughs> stranger. Well, I realize now that I texted the wrong number, but you don't have to be mean about it. And they never texted me again. Also, to be clear, I'm very much an animal lover. I was also just very much annoyed. Um <laughs> yeah, that is it did get dark quickly, but but you know what we say, right? Pain creates change. And in this case, it's like they there wasn't enough pain for them to, to create change by correcting the issue that caused them to keep messaging this person in the middle of the night. So what did Opie do? Found a way to create the needed pain to create the needed change. And yes, it was dark. Yes, it was. Uh, the freaking meat line just sent it right over the edge. It's like, oh, wow. Uh, but, but the point was to create pain and it was just enough to never receive this message from this person again. Right. So bravo, bravo. Wasn't the hero that we, that we wanted. It was the hero that we needed. My goodness. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give them the official NTA there. Uh, <laughs> that there was a while. Um, and I know 
I think, I think Ava Thunder, you were receiving text messages for a long time from somebody who thought, uh, who thought they were someone else, right? Does she have her earbuds in? She does. Weren't you receiving text messages for a while? That was people you were thinking there, there was this other person. Oh, thought you were Zach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I, and whenever they're trying to pick up a conversation, maybe they just like search for that person and they just have it. I don't know. Or maybe they have both numbers stored. I know that happens sometimes. Whenever we got the agency iPhone here. Yes, we have an iPhone just for the agency and we just use it for filming and, and social posting and agency stuff. I know. Uh, it has a number tied to it that was clearly someone else's before because it gets messages all the time. It gets messages all the time. Uh, and, and we just leave them alone. We just don't respond to them. But man, all the time. Am I the astronaut for telling my wife that's the job you chose? Seems like a dangerous thing to tell your wife. Can you hear me telling you that, Candy Thunder? <laughs> she says, yeah. I am 32 male and my wife is 31 female. We've been together for five years and married for two. We had our kid five months ago. For some info, my wife is a stay-at-home mom. She wanted to be a stay-at-home wife, but I told her what she would have to do around the house. She said no. When she got pregnant, she said she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, which I figured. I did tell her that she would have to be the primary caretaker of our child and that she would still have some chores around the house that she would need to do once she is fully recovered. For a little more info, she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Or no, she wanted to be a stay-at-home wife because I make a significant amount more than her. I was against it because I didn't want her to always rely on me for money. She spent her whole check while I tried to save money, so we compromised. She could keep her complete check and I'll pay the bills and she may and she may do groceries or pay for something else. So now to the story, our son wakes up in the middle of the night a lot. I think he's scared or hungry. I don't know if I don't have to go to work the next day. I will get him and take care of him. And sometimes even if I have to go in, I'll get him. A few nights ago, my wife went out with her friends for the first time in a while. I took care of him while she was gone. She had come in loudly and made the baby cry. I asked her if she could get him because I had a big day at work. Yes, she was still up. She said, no, she was tired. I said, I was also tired. We argued for a minute. I ended up going to get the baby while she went to eat dinner. She asked, how come I only get the baby some nights and not all of them since she has to take care of him during the day? I told her, you asked to be a stay-at-home mom. You chose this. I told you that it was a 24-hour job. If you didn't know the job description, it's not my fault. She got mad and said, how was I supposed to know the description of a job I've never had before? I told her he's a baby. He's going to cry if he hears loud noises or gets scared. That's common sense. I also told her, you also never had a job before with your first job, yet you still did it. I told her that if she wanted to go back to work, she could, and then we could split child care 50-50. She hated that idea and got angrier with me. I just ended up sleeping in the room next to the babies. So, am I the astronaut for saying that? Sorry if it's a, sorry if it's long. I tried to sum it up as much as possible. And also, this is a throwaway. Uh, edits. I work 12-hour shifts. And a stay-at-home wife is someone who is like a housewife. If you still don't know, please look it up. When I gave her chores she had to do, it was because she was not going to be a stay-at-home wife and do nothing but spend money. For her being a stay-at-home mom, as long as the kid is alive and the house isn't too messy, then I'm fine for now. When he starts crawling, I don't expect it to be as clean as when it was 
when he was a newborn. Edit two, I do parent my child. When I get home, I take him unless he's asleep. Then I let him stay asleep. But as soon as he's up, I'm doing whatever with him while my wife has a break to do whatever she pleases. Yes, some days I cook, other days we go out, and on my off days, she knows she can go wherever she pleases. The reason I called her job 24 hours is because a mother or father it is. So she is a mother, that is her job, so yes, it is 24 hours. My view on this is not going to be the same as everyone else's. Let me remind you, um, opinions are like assholes, right? Everybody's got one. Everybody's opinion is shaped on their life to that point. It's a filter that you see things through based on the experiences that you've been through. So it's going to be different for everybody. In my opinion, this was not the play. Yes, she chose that. Yes, I understand that. However, I can tell you from from the limited amount of time that I do the stay at home duty versus Candy Thunder, like it is a thousand times harder to do that than it is to come in here and work in an office. Being a stay-at-home parent is one of the hardest jobs in the world. And I think as a parent, he says, he says, yes, it's the job that you chose is a 24-hour job. Well, but you're also a dad. And although you go into an office and do your thing, you're also a father. And that is a 24-hour job as well. I don't think it releases you from the responsibility of, of being a 50-50 parent partner on that side of it, especially when you get back. I think it is a all hands on deck pretty much all the time kind of thing. When you're away at work, you're away at work, obviously. But whenever you get home, I think it is a um, like be as involved as you can be, because by this by this mentality of, yeah, this is the job you chose. You're going to you're going to be the primary caretaker here. Uh, you're going to you're going to do more work. Even when I'm here, I think you in that selfish frame of mind miss out on so much. You miss out on so much bonding. You miss out on so much time that I think you will regret when you get older. Um, and, and maybe this is one of those things where, you know, Navy is number five for us. And I'm 41, almost 42 now. And maybe at this time of life, I can see that a little bit better because we've been through it several times. And I can be like, I want the time. I want the experience. I want the bonding, the good and the bad times. It's I want it all because I'm going to miss it when it's gone. And this feels like uh <laughs> Yes, I know she wanted this, but it just feels like it is a, um, this is not a team. These are two individual people who have a child together, but they have not yet, they have not yet formed that team bond. And I know he said he's involved. I know he said he does stuff and, and hearing the things that he does, that's good. That's fine. It's the mentality that does it for me. It is the mentality of, of, you know, no, you said this is your job. This is your responsibility. That's what bugs me. I don't care how involved he says he is having the mentality of this is your job. Because you said you wanted this bugs me. And again, that's not going to be that's not going to be the same for everybody else. That's just how I feel about it. And maybe it's because of I'm sure it's because of my experience to this point. I would like to bring in Candy Thunder. Oh, my God. It's Candy Thunder. You may have a completely different viewpoint here. So uh, I do, what do not. You think? I actually do not. Um, I agree with you. But I think uh, there's a point in your marriage where your teamwork is tested. And that is when you like through pregnancy, through childbirth, and then coming home with that baby. Um, and you have to be a team. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. And they are not a team. It's like they're playing one-on-one and they're playing against each other. And it's like, well, if you do this and you're not doing enough of this, then it makes it unfair. And I feel like they're probably both good parents, but they're not being good spouses to each other mm-hmm. right now. And and that sucks because this could be the downfall of their marriage because if it feels imbalanced, and you think your marriage is imbalanced, then you're going to start to resent your partner. 
And it sounds like he's already resenting her. But but this guy, I can tell you with 100% certainty, um, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And he's saying it like an asshole. Learn some tact and talk to your wife in an appropriate tone. Because the tone in your AITAH story sounds like you're being an asshole. I don't think that you are an asshole. I think that you have valid points. But you need to get on the same team as your wife and work together to find something that works for the both of you. So yes, she chose to be a stay-at-home wife. But maybe she's not happy being a stay-at-home wife. And maybe she doesn't know how to say that. So talk to her and quit assuming things and be a partner. And she needs to do the same for him, too, because I feel like they're just they're not together right now. They're just not in sync. And it's going to cause tension. It's going to cause resentment and frustration. And it's going to get ugly and fix it. Like, don't don't say, well, this is what she chose. Yeah, that's okay. People change their minds, like give her an opportunity to fix it. But when you're dealing with a postpartum woman, your kid is five months old you got to have tact and you have none. So I think anything that you say to her in this tone is going to automatically be resented on her part there. And, and there's been some comments in here. Like she's not doing anything at home. He's, he's had to enforce this rigid structure on her because she wasn't doing anything that, that I hear you. And, and I think it's easy to get caught up in the details of this and be like, yeah, but this person did this and this person did this and they had to do this because mm-hmm. of this here. Here's what it comes down to. In a true teamwork mentality, I think you enter a situation thinking, what can I do to make this person's life easier? Right. What can I do to help? What can I do to make life easier? In the the Mimi mentality, which is what it feels like they both have right now, uh, it is a uh, it is a what I feel like this person should be doing. Here's what I feel Mm -hmm. like this person should be doing. This is you should be doing this. Uh, I'm doing this. I'm I'm handling mine. This is what you should be doing. This is what I feel like you should be doing. And and there's no solution there, right? I I think I truly think. Um, and and I, this is a journey that I think people go through in their relationship because uh, there have been things that we had that that um, I finally had to have some kind of trigger that would that would push me into actually doing something on things that bugged me. And then when I actively do things about it, it it feels much better. It is. When you become a true team player and you actually start diving in and saying, how can I make this easier for this person? Everybody gets happier. It is amazing. I I see all these comments that are like, she's not pulling her weight. She's not doing her job. Guess what? The last week I operated at 10% and this man operated at 90% because I had a bad week. So maybe she isn't pulling her weight, but you know what? That's okay. Because sometimes if you're in a team, like we are a team and when I can't pull my weight, he helps. And that's okay. If he can't pull his weight, I help. And she's struggling. She just had a baby. At least treat her with respect and don't talk like this to her. Title of this is, Am I the Astronaut for Refusing to Pull Money from My Husband's Account to Give to My Family? Hi, Dusty, longtime viewer, and I feel like you have the best advice. There's not many people to whom I can vent that it won't circle back to my family, so I'm taking a shot here with my husband, 25, or with my 25 female husband, 24 male, just went to basic for the National Guard in the Army. I'm very proud and supportive of him, as is my family. I have a rather small family, just me, my mother, and my sister, 27 female, her two two kids, and her husband. We are usually a tight-knit family, but there is currently some tension. 
My husband is in basic for about 10 weeks, then heads straight to advanced training for 15 weeks. So he will not be returning home until the end of July. Wow, that's a long time. That being said, he has left and entrusted me with all of his finances, bills, etc. I keep track of his bank account as far as watching for when the army pays him and making sure his student loans, car payments, and all that good stuff is being paid on time. On to the problem. My sister is a dental assistant and is currently in school for her bachelor's degree. Her husband recently lost his job and my sister has been trying to keep up on bills with her low salary. Her husband has recently found new work, but they're still struggling. Before my husband left... We gave her some cash to stay afloat until her husband's checks would come in. Recently, my sister has asked for more money. Normally, I help my family out as having small children is a lot. And my mother is a widow and lives alone but still works. Makes more than me as a nurse, but still living alone is costly. I also work as a pharmacy tech. Here is where I might be the astronaut. When my sister asked me for more money, I refused as I only had $10 to my name. She got a little frustrated, venting to me about how they needed gas and some groceries. I was sympathetic, but again, I told her, sorry, I got nothing. Later that day, she texted me again, asking if I could pull from my husband's account to give her $40, swearing she'd pay it back. I would like to point out they never pay me back, my sister or mom, but usually it doesn't bother me as they as they never ask for more than $50. I told her no, I was not touching my husband's account, and that my job as the wife was simply to keep an eye on it so he gets paid and his bills get taken care of. She went on to say all kinds of things, including how we don't have kids so we can't be that broke, and that the army gives us free money that is more than what we need. What? I don't know if you know anything about the army, but they don't pay great. It's not like a... If if people got rich being in the army, there'd be a lot more people in the army, put it that way. That money is for housing and other bills we may have, which is what I plan to use it for. I explained this to her, along with the fact that the Army hasn't sent him a check yet and is still behind three or four checks from his PT before he went to basic. She kept asking, but this time I put my foot down. I can be an absolute doormat sometimes and give in, but this is my husband's account. And while it is our money, it doesn't feel right to just take it when he has no idea and no contact with me. My mom even agreed with my sister, saying it is hard with a single income home and said that me and my husband are lucky to have extra cash and it is our responsibility to look after the family in time of need. Am I the astronaut? There are so many red flags in this that just paint a clear misunderstanding or or a tilted worldview or lots of problems here. Now, there may be a cultural element to this. Because in some cultures, there is very much a take care of the entire family kind of mentality. So I can't speak to to being a member of, of a different culture. Um, in my life experience, if somebody tried to pull this shit on me, it would be it'd be a hell no. And and, you know, they have they have separate finances, but she understands that that, you know, she has a right to that money as well because she's it's her partner's money. But but she also they've created parameters for it where they are there are a few checks behind themselves. So they're just, you know, they're barely getting by right now, too. But what they do have is strictly dedicated for bills. And it's one of those things where where this would require two yeses. Right. And she can't get a yes from her husband right now. So it's a no. It would require two yeses. She told them no. They aren't graciously taking that no, like we find so many people doing in these kind of stories. Instead of graciously graciously accepting the no, they keep pushing. Like, that's going to help something. Maybe I can argue this no into a yes. When somebody created boundaries, that's really just a challenge. Uh, that Yeah, that just means I, I need to try to close harder, right? I need to try to seal this deal. I can just argue my way into 
to turning that thing into a yes. It doesn't work like that. I'm sure it works for some people, but it doesn't help the relationship at all. Um, all, all you're doing is solidifying the no here. And I, I think you did the right thing. I think the fact that you say, OP, that uh, that you could be a doormat, but but in this case, you you created that boundary. You stood firm on it. They're going to keep trying. So just don't waver and make sure that they understand that this would have to be a two yes situation and you can't get a yes from him right now. So it's a no. You can make the request, but it may be a while before you hear back. But without two yeses, it's a no. You can make it as simple as that. And uh, yeah, you're you're clearly getting used. So be aware. This one is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Not Allowing My Sis-in-Law and Her Dog to Stay With Us for the Weekend? Am I the Astronaut for Not Allowing My Sis-in-Law and Her Dog to Stay With Us for the Weekend? I, 27 female, and my husband, 28 male, just got married a few weeks ago in a private ceremony far away. It was amazing. To include our family and friends, we are having a reception a few weekends from now here in our town. My in-laws are all traveling 10 hours to come here, but they all volunteered to get hotels since they know we just moved into a small house and have yet to unpack, clean, or make room for guests. Also, we're newlyweds. And who actually wants to stay in the same house as newlyweds, am I right? Last night, my sis-in-law, 36 female, texted my husband and me and asked if she could stay that weekend of the reception three days and two nights at our house with her dog. We might have been willing to try and make room for just her by herself, but the dog is a hard no. For reference, her dog is 108 pounds on a good day, poorly trained, and basically a giant asshole whiny baby. (laughs) He has his moments where he can be sweet, but if he doesn't want to do something, you physically cannot make him. He has a history of destroying couches by sitting his whole fat-ass body on the couch arm. He thinks my poor eight-pound dog is his next snack, and there's physically not enough space for him in our house. Also, our couch is brand new, and we have lots of breakables. Sister-in-law says she can't find anyone to watch him while she is gone, partially because he's a giant asshole, and that no hotels in our town take animals. He already despises car trips and freaks out on them, and has been banned from multiple boarding and grooming locations where she lives. Okay, well, that removes a lot of options. My husband responded and said that he is her dog and her responsibility. We have no room at all in our house for the both of them and are not comfortable leaving him alone in the house anyway with our new couch and literally everything else that we own, including our dog. He said, if she truly cannot find any other options, then she will probably have to stay home with him and miss the reception. Again, her dog, her responsibility. I'm so lucky my husband is on my side and we are united in this. However, all of his family is upset and pressuring him to let them stay with us that weekend, and I'm worried he's going to give in to keep the peace. Our family is divided on the subject. Half think we absolutely shouldn't let that dog stay in our house. Half think we are being selfish and uncaring that the sis-in-law needs to attend our reception and is stuck in a bind and needs our help. Basically, we are hearing that family helps family. My opinion is that maybe she shouldn't have adopted a giant asshole dog that's bigger than her and then refused to train him and then maybe we wouldn't be having this problem are we being too harsh should we try to store everything in the garage and hope he doesn't kill our couch and eat my dog (sighs) original question here was am i the astronaut for not allowing my sis-in-law and her dog to stay with us for the weekend hell no you are not the asshole you are not the asshole here Everything that I was thinking, and you guys were probably thinking too, as reading through this story, got got negated as an impossibility the further we got down. It's like, why did, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you board the dog? 
If she doesn't have any choices for anyone local to her actually watching the dog, like doing dog sitting, why wouldn't you board the dog? Oh, you can't because your dog's been banned from all those places. Why wouldn't you train the dog if it's been banned from everywhere? Clearly, there's a behavioral issue that needs to be addressed. There's there's a reason that your dog has been banned here uh, and she refuses to train her dog. So that is ultimately the root cause of the problem here. There is one possible solution. Rent an RV. Right? Rent an RV. And maybe the RV place is like, oh, not with that giant asshole. Uh, but, I mean, that's at least a space that you could take with you. You could, you know, find a campground. Dog would have plenty of room to run around and have some space. That wouldn't depend on a hotel. It would not depend on staying in someone else's house and putting all of their belongings at risk. Which, by the way, if you agreed to let her stay there, I'd make her sign a freaking waiver and cover the cost of everything that the dog destroyed. She put herself in this position. She cannot she cannot put the responsibility or the uh, the downswing of all of her irresponsibility onto other people. She has to deal with it. This is her mess. She has to clean it up. That's it. And again, no is a complete sentence. If you say no and they keep asking, it's just a matter of disrespect. If you keep the peace on this right now, I was green flags for hubby for being completely with you here, OP, and for saying, yeah, no, this is your dog, your responsibility, and you're a united front on this. And that's great. But now you're starting to get worried that he's going to that he's going to cave to keep the peace, which is the worst possible thing that can happen. Of course, all of these other family members are like, yeah, yeah, let her stay there. Let her stay there. Do you want the dog to come stay with you? Oh, it can't because we're in a hotel. Yeah, we, we, we can't. We can't. But if this was a matter of them being able to to house this dog during that time, I guarantee you they wouldn't be like, yeah, let him stay. Let him stay. It's only because they're in like a Switzerland neutral kind of position that they can say the shit that they're saying. So their opinion means nothing here. Nothing. Am I the astronaut for not giving a cupcake to a child who is not originally on the guest list? <laughs> this sounds like it's very VIP. It's very VIP birthday party. I-24 female recently returned to my hometown after being away for college and work. My grandma often hosts potluck parties where her three kids and their families can hang out. I'm a pretty good baker, and the couple of times I brought baked goods over, I got lots of compliments, especially from the kids. For the potluck we had last week, I had promised to make a cupcake for each and every kid, eight kids all under nine. The adults would get a two-pound cake to be shared. I elaborately decorated the cupcakes and made sure I made enough. I didn't have the energy to make extras. On the day of the party, one of my cousins brought her boyfriend and his kid, Gina, over unannounced. She's seven female. Gina saw the cupcakes each kid got and wanted one too. So my cousin brought her to me to ask for a cupcake. I apologized and told them that all the cupcakes were spoken for and that she was welcome to have a slice of the two pound cake as it was the same flavor. Gina said she wanted the pretty cupcake. My cousin then said I should just give her one because she was sure at least one of the kids would not show up again. I refused saying that I promised all the kids a cupcake and would feel awful if anyone had to miss out on the promised cupcake. My cousin then walked away with Gina. She was right, though, as one of our cousin's girls, Amy, eight female, was sick and couldn't come. However, her dad and older brother did, and the brother asked if he could take the cupcake back home to Amy, and I said yes. 
My cousin and Gina were in the kitchen when I brought the cupcake inside to pack it up for Amy. When they saw me packing the cake, they asked about it, and I said it was for Amy, who was sick. Pictures from the party were recently posted. My parents posted pictures of their kids with my cupcake. My cousin sent me a message telling me that Gina was really upset that Amy, who wasn't even at the party, got a cupcake while she didn't. She said I was the asshole for hurting a little girl's feelings. I think I did the right thing by giving the cupcake to Amy, as I did promise her one. Still, Gina was right there at the party. Am I the astronaut? Uh, let's talk about a Kobayashi Maru. That is, there is no win in that scenario. I think you did the right thing here, OP, because you promised it to someone. That someone still wanted it, even though she wasn't there. You had promised it to her. There was a delivery route available for it. So I think you had to do, you did what you had to do here. Um, I think you did learn something here, though. And I think that is moving forward. Always make one extra. One, make one extra. And yeah, I understand where the where where um, the cousin is coming from too. Because imagine having a seven year old kid. I'm sure they didn't know that this whole cupcake thing was happening. If they did know and they knew that it was pre planned thing, that's different. And they shouldn't have done what they did. We have no indication to think that they knew ahead of time about this as well. So for all they know, they show up and there's cupcakes, and this seven year old girl wants a cupcake, and they're like, "Hey, can she have one?" And you get told no. Uh, yeah, of course you're going to be upset that she's upset. Of course, that sucks. There's no way to make that not suck. So there's this is a true Kobayashi Maru. The only real solution to any of this would have been to make the one extra cupcake, right? And then it's like, hey, sunshine and daisies and everybody's happy, right? It took a little bit of extra work, but this is not something you did with malicious intent. You were just kind of backed into a corner and it was a Kobayashi Maru because you would lose no matter what you chose. So NTA, it is a sucky situation. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was pre-planned and made just enough for the people that were going to be there or for the kids that were accounted for. So uh, there's just nothing you can do about that. It's sucks. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.